Hello once again, this is Edwin, Hello Hello Hangouts. Welcome back. This is a um, post-Philippine election episode, our first one. And our first one for AAPI Month. I think that's what May is, right? AAPI yep. Month? Yep, it's AAPI Month yep. in and May. Welcome, Pam. Welcome again. Uh, my co-host Pam here in the fabulous Wear by Machine. Mabuhay. Uh, hello. On the hot. So there's so a lot. Of, there's, grab your hello, hello hangout. Yeah. Or hello, hello drink. And, yes. Or whatever drink of choice, really. Your avocado hollow hollow that Pam just had. We, but we're not going to talk about it. Well, we will cover that next one. <laughs> we're going to cover it because I haven't had it yet. Evan hasn't had it no. yet. But I will tell you, um, I did go to that because uh, I mentioned that there was like a storytelling workshop. Yes. Uh, being held at the U. I did go to that. It was what? Last month or so ago? Yeah, how was that? That was inter- an interesting experience. Okay, first off, they didn't mention anything about this. So, but I should have known that if it was a Filipino event, that there will be most likely food involved. <laughs> so, me that, I, that just ate, arrived at the room, saw like there's pancit and sisig. I'm like, I I shouldn't have eaten before coming here. Pam. I know. I know. They were gracious <sighs> enough to offer like to go boxes, yeah. but I'm like, let it sit a while. I I'll, I'll have room. Just let, <laughs> I let have it not been. I have I always, not. There's always room for lumpia. Yeah, I have not <laughs> been to a Filipino event. You know, sans Zoom events for obvious reasons, right? Right. In-person Filipino events that food wasn't a thing. Right? Food's always there. It doesn't matter. Except for... Actually, no. I shouldn't say that. Um, Pamana dance classes. There's no food. All right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because you don't want to dance you don't want to dance full on a stomach. No, it's not no. a good thing, you know. <laughs> and I don't think I, I don't want to stay after class just to clean up vomit all over the dance floors. Yeah, so. let's not let's not go there. <laughs> no. So but, I get it. Um and I don't think Air Assemblies wants to uh clean up <laughs> vomit on the yeah. warehouse floor. Anyways, uh, yeah, so they, I don't know where the food came from, whether, I think it was from a, like a Filipino food uh, company or whatever, yep. but I, I didn't get the name, but yeah, I was like, oh man. Um, so this event was actually headed by the student, like the Filipino student organization that oh, is at the U of M. The and PSA? I like, yeah. I was like, was, was there one there? Yeah. I was part I of went it. To the U of M and... <laughs> And I was not oh. aware oh, yeah. of this when I went to the Philippines. Uh, when I went to the U of M. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't really connected with anyone that went to the U of M. Um. But I was happy. <clears throat> I was happy to know that there is a Philippine, a oh, Filipino yeah. student uh, organization, organization that you know represented us Filipinos. Oh yeah, it's at been the U. it's been I around really since it. it's been around since like what the nineties at least. I mean, I was. Yeah, they've been there for a while. I was, and I was, I like, was wow. part of it. I was part of it back in early 2000, and I knew some of the guys over there. In fact, it was—I think it was a PSA that I just remembered that like a Philippine, uh, a Filipino uh, basketball team 
came to the U of M to play the Gophers at one point, and they needed like people to to comment on. Uh-huh. <laughs> people needed to comment on the on the uh, on the game, mm-hmm. and. Like I remember, like they're they're they were trying to tap me at the time. They were trying to tap uh, a bunch of other people at the time. I don't know, like ninety point. I guess they were gonna air it on ninety point three, which was like, and I don't know if they did in seven seventy k too, but I know like ninety point three, which is like our local culture culture station. I guess there's like there's like a Filipino mm. show on there. There's like a uh, like a Latino show on there. A bunch of other like different kinds of shows that are like culturally oriented from certain ethnic groups um oh. it was gonna be airing on that and i'm like eh, i don't know like i i my tagalog sucks <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like so i was just like i i don't think that's that's that'd be a good thing like especially if you want this to be like in tagalog like what am i gonna say you know well it's very <laughs> refreshing because uh, what what the whole workshop entailed is that it was just a bunch of people like um spread out in groups and we were just uh, participating in, rec- in recorded talk about what does it mean to be a filipino that's awesome like how it like like share your experiences what was it like uh, growing up how is it living as a filipino here in college and yeah mind you a lot of people did say you know the same thing that how i um, i know i like i know tagalog words i just can't say it i uh, i can't speak it i'm not fluent enough yeah not like and that seems to be like that seems to be like a trend especially if you like grew up here all your life oh yeah so yeah how many people were there like was it pretty it was a healthy bunch like 30 40 people probably more that's healthy um and and majority of it is students so i felt a bit old (laughs) oh but nah. but no, the people there were very friendly. Um, the speaker that was there, she uh, she she's a speaker by trade, and I believe she's also an author. Yes, awesome. she is an author, and she also has her own podcast. And maybe I need I can reach out to her and see if she could guest in ours. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it was just that whole camaraderie around good food. <laughs> And just talk about shared experiences. What did you think about, you know, you know, if if you could change one thing, mm-hmm. what would it be? And what were what were the hardest things about, you know, growing up? And a lot I, I noticed that a lot of common ground it stems around being like the only Filipino in a mostly white uh, <laughs> class yep. or community. Yep. I was like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was quite an experience, and yeah, I would do it again. I kind of wish not, because if there was Filipino food in the air, (laughs) (laughs) no, I would have participated too. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) I would participate too. But you know, I'm always up for you know they're doing it right, like they're they're following that events. Uh, you know, like events one hundred and one class. You know, if you you know, feed <laughs> feed your people, you know, and Filipino, all the better. <laughs> I'll do it. Of course. But no, I would have. I would have definitely. You know, participated and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's always nice to have those kind of conversations. 
Um, because geez, like I never really have those kind of conversations ever since I'd be like, we started this podcast and we're starting to have these conversations now. It's in a so, way therapeutic. Yeah. You know, because really, uh, I mostly have these conversations solely with you because you kind of understand what it's like <laughs> to live as me, kind of. Yeah, I mean, as I gesture around my face and everything, <laughs> I know people can't see it. It's but... uh, it's definitely you know. I mean, for me, I grew up. I'm the only, I was the only Filipino in my in my elementary school, junior high. Yeah. There was another Filipino in my high school that I didn't know about until I found out that until I like I joined. I was like in the theater group, right? In high oh, school, okay. and that's when I met him. Was like because he was like a, you know, well, a Filipino that didn't sing. Oh goodness, <laughs> no! You know, like come on, you know, it was like that, right? No, like they're no. singing dance. Like, of course, of course, <laughs> he was going to be in theater and, and choir and everything else. You know, like like that's like our that's like our natural habitat in high school. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. wow, they broke that, stere- that stereotype. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, Bravo. Was, but yeah, I met, <laughs> you know, I met him. He was, uh, we became good friends, um, you know, because we had like a lot in common. And we were, we were like, in fact, we were, we were, uh, we were trying to get, uh, <laughs> we were trying to get the the director because we were doing Damn Yankees. I think that was in my senior year, and okay. we were trying to get them to do like have like. The two main people in that there was like two people who played the same character you know because in the in the story you know the 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 main character starts out as an old dude and then makes a deal with the devil and turns out to be young so we were like i'll play the old dude oh and, okay. <laughs> and, and this other filipino dude's gonna play the the young dude like let's do it right let's we were trying to convince, and so we tried auditioning, right? And I was just like, you know, I, I did pretty well, but he was having a tough time trying to play a Filipino baseball player, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, never mind, we gave it a shot. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you have the experience. <laughs> oh yeah. So it was it was fun though, but yeah, it was really weird to see another Filipino. So yeah, we're minorities. Anyways. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Shall we begin? Yeah. Uh, you know, here's, um, do we have a hook? I'm trying to look for a thing. Um, yeah, let's do this one. Okay. All right. So. Um, All right. All so, right, let's address the elephant in the room. Okay, first of all, and that wasn't a political thing. Yeah, it's 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 May fifteenth at the time of this recording. So, here's the thing: the elections in the Philippines happen on May 9th, right? So, post election time, and here's the thing: there was another person that sort of found out that Philippines was going through their uh, through their general elections and put a big you know put the Philippine elections pretty much on the map in the Philipp- in the in the United States and um, so 
what I mean with that person is that John Oliver actually showcased the Philippines oh. election. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and, who are we talking about? Yeah. John like, Oliver. Oh, yes. Yeah, him. John Oliver, uh, for those of you who've been, I guess, don't know who John Oliver is, which is, I think everybody seems like they already know who it is, whether or not you like his politics or whatever. You know, he uh, he has a he has a weekly show on HBO. HBO. Yep, mm -hmm. HBO Weekend Tonight, and he used to be a anchor for John Stewart on the Daily yes. Show yes. way back when. And and to those that aren't talk show fans, um, you might recognize his voice as the British uh, the British guy <laughs> as as the Zaz Zazu in the New Lion King. Yes, the the new Lion King, not the old one. Yep. The new one. The new one. He will yell at you if you <laughs> if you bring that up. <laughs> so yeah, so John Oliver covered the Philippine election on his main story. Yeah, um, and this was, and he act. This was released before the election. Yes, started. it was. And so reminding people, essentially, you know. Who the Dutertes are, who the Marcoses are, who the runners are, Leo Lobredo, where she came from, where uh, you know, Manny Pacquiao, you know, was, you know, why, you know, that he was running, and he also had like several, you know, he was also, um, you know, showing other people who were running for presidency and vice president. Uh, during you know during his his main story and i guess what did you think about that pam okay well first off i noted on how he began on how the philippines was like the most dangerous country when it comes to journalists yeah and it kind of served as a leeway to like what he was aiming at you know, for this Philippine election, why this is a big deal, what's behind Marcos. And he, he, I think he did a very good summary of, um, mm -hmm. what Edsa was all about. Why? What, yeah. Why, know. why it's a big deal and why we should worry about, yeah. you know, this Marcos person. If you don't know, what was it? Bong Bong or Dong Dong? Bong Bong, right? Bong Bong Marcos, yeah. Bong Bong Marcos is a son of a, dic of a dictator. Yeah. His father, was it Ferdinand? Ferdinand Marcos. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was ousted from his country. Uh, his wife, Imelda, is probably more well-known for her huge shoe collection. Yep. And they were known to live a very lavish lifestyle. Very lavish lifestyle. They yeah. own multiple houses in multiple locations and these houses are like mansions oh yeah they're big they own they're houses cute. here in the united states it was it was insane yep <laughs> and but, yeah what was it 1980 between 1965 to 1986 86? yeah yeah that's how long he reigned he, you know he that's how long he was you know he he was the president of the philippines between and, 1965 yeah. and 19, that's a long freaking time. And, so, and how much of that was spent under under martial law? Uh, 
quite a bit. <laughs> I think I don't know when martial law started, but I know it happened like in the 1980s. Like it's okay. been, it was a mar it was martial law since I was born. There, now, and so Edwin, since you're more versed in in political uh, this political talk, can you define what martial law is? Oh, it's basically the I don't want to like I should find a definition, but it's basically when the government declares, you know, like you know, like. Instead of like going with like the law of the like the local the locality, yeah. like like the local government, the provincial government, it's gonna be the government government that's going to that over impose rules on certain areas. It doesn't have to be the entire the entire country. It can be it can be um, you know pockets or provinces or even towns that that are under martial law. For instance, right during Duterte's uh, presidency, Mindanao, the entire island of Mindanao in the Philippines was under martial law. But, oops, but Luzon, right where Manila was, there was yeah. nothing. And what does that mean? Well, in the, in Mindanao, when it was under martial law, checkpoints were established between going in and out of cities. So before you go into a city, your car was searched, mm -hmm. right? Whether or not it was actually search or not search, I mean, I've seen their searches. It's like, wow, like that's not very impressive when it comes to searches. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but they were searching your car, you know, when you in, went inside the cities, um, there's curfews, there, you know, there could be curfews imposed, there could be, uh, you know, like, I mean, militaries involved militaries will like roam around streets you know keeping order you know that sort of thing it could pretty much be anything what the government seems fit to to keep rule of law you yeah. know whatever that is in a sense but that's basically what what martial law is i mean it's it is i've experienced martial law when i was in the philippines you know, like I took a bus. <laughs> I took a bus from. Uh, um, uh, I took a bus from uh, from one of the rural areas in the Philippines into Davao City, and we all had to get out, <laughs> and so that they could see who was on the bus, and mm -hmm. uh, you know figure out what we were carrying like random searches that sort of thing and mm -hmm. it was it was a pain but and there were other buses behind us that were they were doing the same thing but here's the funny funny thing right they're doing this on the bus but if you were riding in a car especially if it was a really nice car move yeah, along <laughs> so yeah. move along yeah, so it was you know it, it was there was really no rhyme or reason in terms of like who was getting searched or what you know but yeah i mean it could be you know it's it's it's, it's very it's distressing too it is like you know it's it is um it's something that i've never really experienced he'll not i don't think we'll ever experience here in the united states unless something really 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 dramatic happens right I think there, yeah i think there'll be a civil war before martial ever <laughs> happens here you know but it is i mean it is uh it is an experience um 
Yeah, it could be pretty much anything. I mean, I don't know what the martial law dictated in, during during the, the the Marcos regime, but I'm sure there were checkpoints. I'm sure there was. I remember, like in my when I was growing up, tanks were rolling down the street, helicopters <laughs> were there, yeah. you know. So they pretty much used the front of the municipal hall as a as a landing site. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a it's it's something to be. You know, when it comes to when you talk about freedom, you know, be glad yeah. you're here in the United States because, you know, I don't think you'll ever see a military like landing on a, you know, in the baseball field unless it was yeah. for ceremonial reasons. <laughs> so, well, well, I wouldn't put it <laughs> that far. But, um, I mean, for those that want uh, want more details on the Marcos regime or whatever, I mean, you could check out the episode before this one yeah. episode 30 i did we talked about the, that the, I, I read i we talked about it a little bit because of a, a comic uh a graphic novel that uh filipina uh wrote yes she covered some of it and i mean go check out episode 30 and uh, just listen to yeah. uh what i found out was and it wasn't pleasant um but back to this john oliver uh it was interesting on he featured uh like there were interviews they were interviewing like students i think into thinking well what's your view on martial law and what they said was that martial law is good for our country they like the control (laughs) and you know from an outsider's point i'm like are you sure yeah and then John Oliver did go on with that whole misinformation on how, um, on on how this whole martial law is good is is what or good or whatever was stemmed from extensive social media use. I just and- want to say this like time and time again. I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> social media is not news. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> okay. It's not news. I could I could put up a press release on social media without actually getting checked, right? And I well, shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's the thing about social media. Anyone can post anything. Yeah. Without whether if it's true or with not, no scrutiny and whatsoever. Go unchecked. Yeah. And that's that's not good because no, that's when people will say, well. You know, is you know, what is? <laughs> it's like, well, I saw it on Facebook, so it must be true. That's the same thing as saying, well, I saw it on the internet, so it must be true. Yeah, right? exactly. It's not true because just because the internet said it was, or Facebook said it was, <sighs> it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Like I. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, well, I mean, it's just the ease of information that made yeah. social media convenient, which is awesome. But at the same time, it's also a very easy way for misinformation to go haywire. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, what else did he say? I mean, I, I really liked how John Oliver did put it into perspective on this election. And I and he ended it, he ended it with a plea, you know. For uh, 
Filipinos to go out and vote. Um, yeah. It's n and he did say that, you know, it's not the best system that they got, but it's what, what they have. They got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he said something, I think he said something along the lines of what I usually reiterate is like, I don't live there. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, you know, I'm a citizen of the United States. I used to be a citizen of the Philippines, right? Mm -hmm. But I gave up that citizenship in the Philippines when I became a citizen of the United States. Yes, I yeah. can hold dual, dual citizenship. citizenship. Yes, I can hold that. Then I can vote in the Philippines, right? But be that as it may, I don't live in the Philippines. The people have to put up with with the government and the leaders of the Philippines are the Filipinos themselves living in the Philippines, right? Mm -hmm. So... As much as, you know, as much as I'm for whoever or this person is bad or whatever, right? Or this person is good. You know, in terms of how it affects my life, it affects my my extended family's life who lives in the Philippines, right? Yeah. For what, you know, for, for whatever it is, I mean, for, you know, for what it's worth, they're the ones who have the right to say... Who gets to lead them? Just as much as like I have a, you know, that's why I vote in the United States every mm -hmm. election time because I care about the people who's telling Here. me, you know, how I should spend my taxes, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, or, you know, who's supposed to, you know, who's supposed to, you know, protect and serve and that whole thing and what services I get or what public public stuff is going to happen. I care about that stuff. When I go to the Philippines on vacation or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And I experience the Philippines when I go there. And oh my gosh, I experienced the Philippines pretty well in the past five years in the Philippines, you know, because I had to deal with their with their bureaucracy, their administration, with with all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So I really got a good taste on what it was like to be a Filipino, but you know, living in the Philippines. That's a different story. It's uh yeah. And now I know, you know, I couldn't help but notice like in terms of like this election that happened now, I sort of had a good understanding how white people voted the way they did. You know. Okay. It really I had a really good understanding why. Okay. Because to me, it's almost like, like, well, how bad could it be? You know, this person has promised me X, Y, and Z. Who am I, you know, who am I going to believe more? And especially if I'm going to listen, the only thing that I have in terms of news, right, is because my family may or may not own a television, but I do have a phone, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So, and all my friends are on social media. I get it. Right? Mm -hmm. We're not, they're not as, well, we don't, they don't have nearly as many outlets as we do here in the United States. Because I could okay. get my, I could get my, my news from, from television. I could get my mm -hmm. news from a newspaper. I could get my news from, I don't know. From, uh, you know, from local news, you know, here it's what WCCO and care 11. Right. And I get it. Like I have more avenues of like 
of of sources and i can i have even like the bbc or the or npr on you know mm-hmm. in the philippines it's social media <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's whatever i have in my hand it's whatever i have that you know that i can get my hands on if it's you know manila times or phil star or freaking you know davao times or whatever you know and and that's only if i know how to read true right true because mm-hmm. if i'm watching it on youtube or whatever the or in tiktok right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right where i don't have to read or don't have to read well yeah then that's what it is it's what whatever they have i get it and you know whoever and i've always you know whoever does a better job of communicating to the people on their terms on their level is gonna win and the thing is marcos and you know Rodrigo duterte beforehand and then sarah duterte now they're good at that like i you know because I mean, what was it? Rodrigo Duterte was like the king of Facebook. <laughs> right? I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how how he was before presidency. Oh, so yeah. But even, I even know that even John Oliver said that like like Duterte was like the king of Facebook. Like, oh uh, yeah, you know, because that's what people were on, and that's how you know who does a better job communicating to the people is is no doubt is going to win. If you're going to yeah. talk to them above they're you know, if they're going to talk like, you know, like I'm up here and I'm below there and when I tell you what's what, and I'm going to talk to you about things that you probably don't care about because I really can't, you know, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? There's like, there's like disconnect. So it's, a, so it's more of like a talking to instead of talking down. Yeah. And so it's more like a whole, oh, I will tell you this versus... I know what's best for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so. I, to me, when I was watching like ABS-CBN, because I was like following this on, uh, you know, there was a lot of people there who were like, you know, like, I'm a university professor of politics. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I was there during the Marcos regime and, you know, and I'm now mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm, I'm the head of like whatever, like civil liberty Filipino thing, whatever. Right. Yeah. All of these like high-minded people, and I'm sitting there myself. I'm like, nobody cares, right, at all, because you're not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know that that was the thing that that really caught me in terms of, you know, like what John Oliver was even saying. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, people are getting their news from the Facebook. People are like thinking that, you know, like martial law was a good thing. Edsa was actually, you know, Marcos were awesome or whatever. Whatever they were thinking, right? Mm-hmm. But knowing, you know, like the people who live in the Philippines, the vast majority of people, one of the things you have to understand is that the vast majority of people in the Philippines are poor. Yes. They're they're in poverty, right? And especially when you've got her, you know, typhoons like sweeping their lands, mm-hmm. which makes it even worse. It's all they really care about. It isn't is it isn't Marcos and whatever they did or or what happened in the nineteen eighties or or the seventies or what have you or they don't. I, to me, I don't think that's what they really care about. 
what I think they really care about is survival. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to help me survive? Right? It's not about right. gun rights. It's not what we care about here. You know, abortion, whatever. You know, all that stuff that's happening here right now. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't have a place to live. I don't know where I'm going to get my food next tomorrow. Right? Yeah. My 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 dad's in the hospital in a charity ward and the nurses are asking me to get these scripts that I can't afford and I have to go I have to go back to my job or else they're going to fire me right in a banana plantation somewhere right paying right. minimum wage it's like that I'm gonna need, you know, I need to hustle, right? I need to do a side hustle, so I'm gonna open up this, whether or not it's an illegal, illegal store, <laughs> right? Just to make yeah. ends meet. It's survival, mm-hmm. and whoever can, you know, understand my plight, <laughs> right? I'm gonna go with that. I don't need you to, you know. It's like that. That to me is. I think that's like the reason why, you know, you have people like Duterte winning the presidency because they don't BS in in politics. They'll take names. They'll show whether or not it's right or wrong. It doesn't to me. I don't think, you know, whether or not it's right or wrong. Yeah. It's the fact that he's actually doing a thing. <laughs> and... Right. You know, I mean, again, he tried passing health care, right? Standard health care. <laughs> That's more than what I can say for, like, you know, Nino Aquino III, who was his predecessor, you know. True. So whether or not it's right or wrong, right? It's, to me, you know, extra district killing, that's bad. Like, I... That's That was like, what in your world are you doing? But, well, um, I mean... <laughs> I'm not really aiming uh when when you tell me Duterte what what, what who do I who do I picture in my mind? I'm just picturing what John Oliver featured. Yeah. Just this high and mighty guy just flipping off the cameraman and just <laughs> saying I don't care. Yeah. That I don't care what you think. Yeah, I'm like that's a very oh, okay then. Yeah. That's <laughs> the thing is that was a very powerful statement. When he did that, you know, and John Alfred sort of like made fun of him, you know, I was like, like, oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, but, but people, I don't think what, when people see, see that in the United States, you know, it's like, how dare he, like, what's he doing? He was like, I can't believe, you know, whatever. That's a very powerful statement in the Philippines. Like, like that means that, you know, like I don't, they don't care. Yeah, like he doesn't care what what the Senate says, what the you know how the you know Congress says, like whatever. You know, like I'm here to change the Philippines. I'm here to change it for the better. Look what I did in Davao City in the '90s, that sort of thing. You know, because that's how he was in the, in Davao, <laughs> and it was just like you know, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it is indeed powerful. I'm not yeah. saying that it's right because among the people that says I don't care is the Pope. Considering that the Philippines is a Catholic country. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. That yeah. actually saw a lot of people, but you know, it's like 
but <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, I mean, if he, he's off for change, great. Um, regarding of Marcos, you know, I don't. I I was like, what, one years old? Not even in the Philippines when when the whole People's Rebellion thing happened. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't alive to really understand the intensity of what Marcos did to the people. I really don't know. I only know from, like, you know, as a Filipino-American looking, you know, just yeah. reading the history, the just the general history of what happened during the Marcos' time, I can't help but feel concerned about, you know, my family that lives there now. Yeah. It's very oh. hard to trust a son of a dictator. It is. Let alone a politician. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. I mean, heck, it's like, it's like what? Like, you know, like trusting. I mean, if, I mean, if I, a person, if a person came from, I don't know, if, some, if a person came from, Like, if you find out, like, the person who's running for, you know, the, the person who's running for for president in the, in, in the United States that was born here, a citizen of the United States here, but you found out that he was the nephew of Saddam Hussein <laughs> or Osama bin Laden, you know right. what I mean? The thing is, is like... Despite the fact that he's a, you know, he might not be that person, right? Because right. we don't know. And that's the thing. Bong Bong Marcos Jr. is now the president of the Philippines, right? We don't no. know what's going to happen in the next six years. And, we don't. And you know what? <laughs> I could be totally wrong. He could really yeah. change the country for the better. It I could, mean, yeah. if you look at his resume, I mean, he does have that political background kind of similar to... Uh, what uh, didn't he go to wait didn't he take he went to the university here in the u.s right i'm not i don't know oh okay <laughs> i don't know it wouldn't surprise me bit. because a lot of them did go to university here in, in, the, in the united and states and i know and i know that like wasn't he a mayor oh yeah yeah he, he was, was a mayor he was a so governor sarah, so was sarah yeah no he was a governor of oh governor uh, forgot uh a province in in Luzon, I think it was like the okay. same, you know, like Manila or whatever. I am. Um, I know he so was he a governor, has, but so he has that political background, um, you yeah. know, that works for him. Um, but that whole, you know, it's the name. <laughs> That's what we're getting hung well, up on. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's very hard. It's it's that whole, and and John Oliver did highlight this he did say in some interview or whatever a tv interview saying um i'm not my father and i cannot give yeah. back what's not mine yeah or or oh no it was it was a it was some quote like oh this is back isn't in the my 2016 problem. yeah back in the 2016 elections right like like bumbo marcus you know, was running for vice president so was Labrado during that time right ah, during yes. the election Labrado says was saying, you know, like don't forget who he is. Don't forget as uh, they, you know, his family stole like billions of dollars from the Philippines over X amount of years, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like don't forget who he is, wh where he comes from, um, and you know, like where's you know, where's the money? 
<laughs> you know, right. give me back the money. And, and, and he goes, he's saying, I don't have the money. Yeah, it's like, I don't have the money. I don't, I, you know, I don't, if I even could give it, you know, if I had, I would give it back, but I don't have the money. He was like that, you know, which, you know, I don't know what it's to think of It's very hard to to believe him considering he is you know living the cushy life it is and he was very much in politics when his when when his dad was was the president of, of the of the philippines he was right. the governor during that time so it was like all their marcuses you know the marcus family ruled the philippines you know in you know, like one of them was a minister of finance and stuff like that. And, I will, you know, it's like I will have to say that John Oliver clip of one of his parties, yeah. Bong Bong's parties, featuring some guy jumping out of a cake in a diaper or something. Oh, that was a birthday party. <laughs> that, that, that yeah. is very questionable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but how then, just yeah. I mean, how do the rich really celebrate? <laughs> I mean, the thing is too is that you know they were trying to disqualify Bobo Marcos from getting the presidency because of taxes, right? It doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. and this is this is an elephant in the room in the whole thing, and whether or not you know the people of the Philippines have already spoken, right? Right. But it's it doesn't well, it doesn't it doesn't put away the fact that he's got unpaid taxes. And there's an investigation. And now since the president of the Philippines, what happens to those investigations? You know, it's like that. Like right, what right. you know, are they it's it is one of those things where where again, you know, it's out there, it's known, right? Yeah. There's evidence on it, there's proof, but Proof is proof, but what you do with that with that evidence is totally up to the people who, you know, yeah, who who enforce those laws. So yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, Why don't we? Well, Evan, can you pull up the election? Yeah, and see like the numbers are. I has it been declared or is it still it's under count pretty much i don't know this is as of 2013 i mean sorry not may 13th so this was last friday okay right um let's see so bong bong marcos got 31,104,175 votes that's 58.74 percent of the vote of Whoever voted. The total okay. number of votes. Alright. Alright. Robredo, Lenny Robredo, which she was the vice president of Rodrigo Duterte, right? She was the vice president. Okay. Now she's right for president. She's got 14,822,051. Which is 27.99, so 28% of the vote. Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah. big spread. Though. Yeah, <laughs> they were already predicting a twenty-point spread, yeah. right? So this was not a surprise. I I wasn't surprised that he won. Like I I wasn't because because when you're talking about a twenty-point spread, either your poll people need to get fired, or they're <laughs> just not good at all. And the people outside the Philippines is tracking this, right? 
Associated Press, mm-hmm. right? The um, Reuters, all those other guys, you know, who look at this stuff, they need to relinquish their <laughs> their their press credentials because they're completely off. So it wasn't a surprise that he won, and they won by landslide, right? If it yeah. was within the margin of error, like three plus plus or minus three percent, then I'll give him a pass. Even even plus or minus six percent, I'll give him a pass, right? Because remember, what happened here in the United States in 2016. <laughs> you know, yeah, well. it's uh, it was like a, oh, <laughs> well, we got that wrong, but <laughs> you know, but so so yeah, I think it's safe. To- to say that Marcos won this oh, the Filipino yeah. election. Yeah, it's not it's not even contested. Um like, and then Duterte, I'm sorry, Sarah Duterte, this is prize president, she won by thirty one million five hundred sixty one thousand nine forty eight. This is sixty one point twenty nine percent of the vote. This is more yeah. than what Marcos got. Right? In terms of mm. this particular election. Uh this race. And then Kiko Pagilinan got nine thousand nine million. Dot, dot, and what? <laughs> it's not even it's 17% so when it comes to a landslide this is what you call a landslide this is even more I mean what I even think the the Reagan versus um, what was that the Reagan versus Walter Mondale race <laughs> was, oh, yeah. was not this much you know like seriously it was yeah. this is this is a landslide on ice drenched in crisco oil okay <laughs> so it's that's how much all it, i know is that i could is. all i could say is that i'm just a bit concerned i mean yes um, it, it, he's he's not he's not his father i get it but i can't it, it's it's the fact that he is his son i cannot get over unfortunately i mean the people have spoken. I mean, huh. the voter tur- turnout was what cl- close around to 100%. 80. Yeah, I, was, I don't know how so, it was, but Philippines is typically around 80%. Yeah, you know, because it's kind of a holiday over there, hint, hint, so, United States. So, I'm <laughs> gonna have to trust the people's yeah. vote. I mean, they are the ones that live there, they yeah. have that everyday and, experience. Yeah, and again, and, who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows gonna happen in six years? So, I'm gonna have to trust that they're yeah. they will be okay. Yeah, and I, I hope so. I'm, I mean, I'm just I'm no, sure they're I'm, gonna be around. The Philippines is pretty resilient. I mean, they're 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 pretty resilient. Yes. I mean, I just want the best. Yeah, you know, what I know for my family and the people that live there. Yeah, I you know. know. I mean, I there's think. a. <laughs> I would love to see my biggest my biggest like wish for the Philippines. Right. My biggest wish for them. For the people who live there, is a lot better healthcare than what they have now. I want to see nurses make as much as here, even though that's probably a pipe dream, mm, right? Yeah. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see the mortality rate in the Philippines, you know, like go down. I mean, not go down, but like, you know, I want to see the mortality, the mortality rate, people living more there in longer, longer age, you know, and. All the diseases pretty much, you know, like they've got, it's a rainforest, right? 
So you're going to have like dengue fever and you're going to have mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all that. I want to see that yeah. stuff gone. I want to see, I want to see their economy go up. You know, I want to see people get paid more over there. I want to see people create businesses that their families can actually, you know, without having to like, you know, do under the table dealings and all that stuff. A lot of the crap that, you know, that, you know, that happens there. I want to see people to who wants to who wants to run for office not having to bring out a 50 a 50 car entourage with protection just to put their name on the ballot mm-hmm. you know like i want to see people wanting to run for the for 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 office in the philippines without any fear you know because that's always a problem there and it sucks you know let's yeah. I, you know, I want to see I, I want to see the you know people actually making livelihoods there to support their families and you know without having to do quasi questionable things mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah why was it why is the drug the you know the drug epidemic in the Philippines a thing why did it have to go there because people are poor people are trying to survive and that's basically what the philippines is all about we see when we go to the philippines we go see el nido and puerto princesa and all these other like like resort towns in the philippines you know beaches Mm -hmm. white beaches postcards whatever you know that sort of thing really you know condi nest top 10 beaches of the world that's what we see here in the united states right yeah that's what we see you know what we think about the Philippines. But the thing is, is that there's two different words, worlds in the Philippines. And two different, you know, it's, it is very much, you know, a tale of two cities in the Philippines. Yeah. And because all you have to do is look around the corner from those resorts and you'll see what it really is like and how people live there. And it's not... It is not what you would imagine it to be. It is. It's. It is one of those things where I feel so sad for the people in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and I feel so sad that what people have to go through just to survive there. And I get yeah. why they vote the way they do. You know. But and that's why it's so hard for me to tell people like why did why did the Philippines vote like a dictator like Duterte and stuff like that. You know, obviously he's bad and whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, but we might not be doing, you know, like, if you kind of, if you really understood what's going on in the Philippines, you know, yes, he's bad. Like, yes, he does the stuff that we would never ever imagine anybody would else to do. But the people who live there are almost to the point of desperation because they're trying to survive. (laughs) That's all it is. And... Whoever can wave the biggest flag, who can talk to the people there, who can you can talk to their level. I understand what the heck you're going through. I want to fix it. Right? What's that term? Only I can fix it. <laughs> right? That's how usually people start when they want to get into power. Only uh, yeah, I, I was about to say it. that's still it's still, it's <laughs> something that you we hear we hear here too yeah. that every election you want it, vote for me or all that yeah. stuff. I will grant you what you need if you vote for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just 
It's just that, you know, this is, it's an election time. Yeah. What's tough is that how I, it's very hard to believe someone stands for the poor people in a mansion. Yeah. It's very hard to. I'm not saying that they don't. No. They may. I don't know. So, anyways, to, to, to sum it up, the Philippines has a new president. Bongbong Marcos is the president of the Philippines. I hope and I pray that the next six years, will the Philippines will be a much better country. And that the things that the Filipino people need, right, will actually be, you know, present to them. And that they can take advantage of that. All I say, all so. I ask is that Marcos has to keep his word. Yeah. That's all I ask. Yeah. But, you know. But we'll see now, huh? Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Let's just look like when Biden came into power, you know, Biden came here in the United States, you know. Oh, we had our reservations on him, too. Yeah, we had our reservations on him. Trust me. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's like, well, who's going to be, who can speak to me more, right? Right. (laughs) Right. It's like that. Who's speaking my language? Who's speaking, you know, who's who's more in line to what my beliefs are and all the other things, right? So, I mean, Biden itself here in the United States has his issues. Don't get me wrong. I mean... I mean, the, I mean, Biden's approval rating is low. Yeah, because you know, like, there's certain things that he's he promised during his campaign that he's not exactly that he like, hasn't he, delivered yet. He hasn't delivered, or he's failed to deliver, or whatever. I don't know, but it's like, don't get me wrong. Every politician who says they'll do this, that, and the other thing will not be a hundred percent true. No, right? It no. will not be a hundred percent true, and that's. You know, you have to be freaking, I don't know. You have to be like, like have superpowers or something like that. If you can do that. I mean, but I don't know. But again, Philippines, here's to you for the next six years. And I hope everything is going to be better than the past six years. And... You know, I like to be, I like to go to the Philippines, you know, on vacations once in a while. <laughs> right. And I'll always remember the people who I spent a long time, not in the beaches, but in the hospitals and the, the, oh, the fun, the fun administrative buildings I had to spend long lines in. Now I know what it feels like to register a car. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> For those in the Philippines, don't worry. It's not any better here in the U.S. It's not. I spent it's- I spent an hour and a half. Albeit it was in a nice, clean, well, you know, HVAC, clean facility. facility instead of a open air plastic chair. Oh. And we're doing the whole. It's kind of funny in the Philippines. You have to do a whole like, like musical chairs number. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like you gotta get up, go to the next chair. You gotta get up, get a move. It's it's it is hilarious. It's I've never experienced anything. Yeah, they don't have they don't have a ticket numbering system. Is whoever is sitting in that chair is the next person in line? <laughs> we have to, you know, what? as Americans, we need to know our privilege. Yeah, of what we got. Oh yes, we have to, you know. 
I don't want to hear check anybody. Ourselves. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody complaining about getting your freaking registration tabs for your car or getting a new license. I don't want to hear about real uh, ID and how much of a pain that is. You have nothing. To, you ain't nothing. You've got nothing on the Philippines. If that's true. Speaking of which, thank you for reminding me, Edwin. I need to uh, <laughs> renew my license. <laughs> I'm like, no, I gotta go through that. <sighs> yeah. Oh, anyway. Real ID is going to be fun. Anyways. On, we're going to end it on a very much lighter note. Oh, yes. Do you want to play? Do you have anything for this? Hook? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. So, Joe Koi, a Filipino comedian well known for his specials that you could stream on Netflix, has a new movie coming out. Called Easter Sunday. Why is it called Easter Sunday? Because um, Joe Coy well, wants to give me PTSD. Is basically what it is. <laughs> what is it? So Edwin just watched the trailer before recording. Why did you say that? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I mean it's Joe Coy is pretty much putting a light on Philippine Philippine family culture, you know, or the stereotypes yeah. and tropes of a Philippine family culture, right? Yeah. Because we all can relate. If you're Filipino, you can definitely relate this, to this movie about families getting together, and not just, and not just nuclear family. It is the extended family, right? right? Yeah, it's aunts, uncles, cousins, that sort of thing. And yeah, yeah that's the reason why it's called Easter <laughs> Sunday. It's because every Easter, uh, all the Philippine families kind of gather around because you know they're generally Catholic. Yep. Um, and so everyone gathers around and I think I watched the trailer and I think the plot of it is that whole Joe Coy needs to use his like comedic skills to try to, you know, unify or at least have everyone get along when they, when every, when all the relatives get together. Because immediately you know that there is like a little rivalry between his mom and his aunt. Not sure if they're sisters or whatever, but it's that whole friendly competition kind of thing going on. Yeah. Which I I didn't really, uh, I don't think I really uh, sensed it in my family. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You laugh. You laugh because you have a different experience. Yeah. I mean, we've got. When I was watching that trail, I was like, yep, that looks like my uncle. That's definitely my aunt. Yep, that's <laughs> happened. Oh, yeah, the baby Jesus statue with a big with a big crown. Definitely have one of those. In fact. Oh, do I have it in here? No, it's okay. No. It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we, there's certain there's a lot of stereotypes in that trailer that I could definitely there relate is. with. There is, there's the there's like what the Balik Bayan the Balik Bayan box. Um, oh my god! Having uh, the, of course, Pacquiao is uh, brought up because why not? Pacquiao's birthday <laughs> is my ATM code. <laughs> so is mine. So is everyone's. Um. um you know, in, in your opinion, in your opinion, I mean, is it okay to laugh at that? 
I think so because it's one thing. One thing that I mean, one thing about about Filipino culture, especially if you live the the, the culture and you you. It's like when I was watching that thing, I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's definitely I can definitely relate to that." It's what's you know trying you know laughing at your especially like laughing at the stuff the, the crappy the, the crazy stuff that you did and when you were a kid and what you grew up with. There's always a there's a nice nostalgic feeling to it. Yeah, and then there's a nice like um, like uh, sort of like. I'm glad that this is also hap- you know, this is a thing because I thought my family was weird, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, but this happens in all, fa- you know, Filipino families apparently. And, you know, like it's, it's one of those things where like, 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 oh my gosh, thank you. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, no, my family was actually quite, quite sane compared to this family. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of a. That's why I think it's okay to laugh at it, just because, you know, it's a, it's a, what is it, satire and criticism of, of well, how you grew up. <laughs> well, I honestly think that it, it, yes, it is true, though, it's mostly nostalgia than it is stereotypic. Because, yeah, that's, that's how Philippine families are. Yeah, I want to see, things I want to see, I want to see, <laughs> I hope they do a Filipino prayer, because that was always a thing. <laughs> I kind of want to see the hour long, the hour long one. Yep, definitely. I want to see a big spoon, big fork somewhere hanging around. I want to see a Last Supper picture hanging around somewhere. (laughs) You know, I want to see. There was a karaoke, I believe. Yeah, I want to see a karaoke machine. (laughs) There, want to see all of that. I want to see. I want to see all of those stereotypes, just because. To me, growing up Filipino, it's. It's always been a, you know, it's always nice to see that other people can relate from, you know, from and another thing, And another thing, um, it's kind of nice knowing that this is a Filipino, like, central. Yeah. As compared to just a general Asian movie. Yeah. Like, Crazy Rich Asians. Like, yeah. you see that and you're like, oh that's how all rich Asians are and I was like actually that is no. actually specific an a uh, like a Singaporean Chinese specific yeah lifestyle yeah not all there was only certain Asian things rich yeah I mean there's the only, there's only certain things I could relate to like crazy rich Asians like little things you know because they're yeah. like you know like like mahjong you know I can relate to mahjong I can oh, yeah. relate oh, to yeah um I can relate to uh you know the um you know like seeing like these houses that you know like these like you know like complete like juxtaposing like areas in 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 the philippines where you know the gated community things and you go in there it's like it's almost like the united states i can definitely relate to that because i've seen those before Mm -hmm. you know and i can't relate to the boat thing i can't relate to (laughs) you know the whole fancy wedding thing. The fancy although, wedding thing. Although if you look at that. watch that scene closely, you could spot Aquino. Yeah, Chris Aquino. Chris Aquino, she's in that movie. Yep. Um But, but yeah, all, all I know is just that I still don't like that whole Yes, all Asians look alike. No, we don't. 
don't. No, we don't. We don't. And please, not when you say Asian, like the first thing that people think about is Chinese or Japanese or oh, Korean. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a later episode because there is a show that we watched on Hulu that talks a lot about that when it comes to even like cuisine and food. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, so we'll, we'll leave yeah. that for the next to the next conversation. But, <laughs> but definitely, yeah. It's I'm, for me. People thought I was you Mexican. Know, so, you know <laughs> what figure. I what I'm wondering if Joe Coy's uh, film is look like is what is available to watch in the Philippines. I'm more curious as to how, how they, they think about it. Yeah, yes. because the thing is, it's a fil- I mean. Growing up Filipino in the United States is far different from growing up Filipino in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. You know, like I can, I've, it's different. You know, even, you know, talking to my cousins over there, like how they grew up, really different. Oh, yeah. Um, so. I'm, I mean, my parents, you know, they, 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 they say it with good intention. They think that, you know, I, if I go over there, I'll be in the, able to just blend in i'm like no i won't, no, you won't. No, it's I won't. hard for One, me to blend I, in even even just looking at me <laughs> yeah. i am not as dark as they are i talk way yeah. too american <laughs> as soon as you open up your mouth yeah they'll, they'll know. know it's it they'll is know. it's like it's like as soon as like a person from I don't know. Name an Eastern European country coming into the Minnesota. As soon as they open up their mouth, right? You know. Oh, where are you from? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so. then also <laughs> the fact that I sweat under humidity, which <laughs> that'll give it away. That will. That's a don't give away. Yeah. My bangs would be like glued to my head. <laughs> yeah. They'll they'll ask you. Are you hot? I'm like. What gave yeah. it away? <laughs> yeah, and you're wondering why people are wearing wearing coats in the Philippines. I was like, aren't you hot? <laughs> why? This is this is cold weather. Cold weather? I'm from Minnesota. This what are you nice. talking about? Cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know what cold is. <laughs> it's like, come with me. Come with me. I will show you cold. And you're there like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Even my parents. My parents are my parents are cute. And they were like, Every time I ask him, so when, when's the next time they're coming to Minnesota? They're like, we haven't thought that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're not thinking about Minnesota. No, <laughs> my parents. My parents never thought about Minnesota as soon as they moved back to the Philippines. It's... And you know what? That is totally fine. <laughs> yeah. The where where they are at, it's actually not humid. They're elevated, so they yeah. get the winds, and it's m- m- not as humid. Um, but. Yeah, I, I do. I I completely understand if they don't want to, <laughs> to visit. It's okay. It's okay. I get it. It's okay. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Like I don't know. My parents were in near the sea. In fact, they were like blocks away ah. from from the ocean, right? Yeah. So they got the breeze and stuff like that too. But mm-hmm. they had the humidity breeze. Like you, oh, nine degrees, hundred percent humidity. You know, like it was, and you felt it. Yeah, I felt it. Oh, geez! As soon as I get out of the plane, I'm sweating already. Yep. You know, <laughs> and like, 
It's like, why even bother with air conditioning in the, in the airport? Because half of it is broken because it can't keep up. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it yeah, can't keep up. Right. Like, seriously, like, I feel bad for the air conditioning systems because it was just like, oh, man. <laughs> like, that's that's tough. Like, I, I'm not surprised that, like, like, some of them aren't working because it's just, I mean... It's just human, and the thing is, here's the thing too, right? Two weeks after I, I landed, it was perfectly mm-hmm. fine. I got used to humidity. You I got, got used, used to, it, yeah. to the temperatures. It was nice and cool. Like I was, I remember like waking up one day. No, I came back from the beach. Um, I came back from the beach, and I noticed that I wasn't like sweltering hot anymore. But, ah. but I, the temperature was still like at 90 and crazy humidity, but I was absolutely fine. And then when I got back to the United States, right, it was like a hundred degrees outside. Like, you know, like, cause I came back like during the summertime and oh. it was like, it was like 90 degrees and you know, it was not as humid, but it was getting there. What's the first thing I do? Turn off the air conditioner in the house. I was like, oh, it's way too cold. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I get it. I kind of miss that. I mean, that's it's one of those things that it just all of a sudden it hits you. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm really getting used to this. But. Yeah. But, okay. So, that's... I don't know. Um, I'm not... I don't remember if it was coming to theaters. I think it was coming to theaters. Joe Coy's... Uh... <sighs> I, I wasn't sure, but... I'm when gonna... it comes out, however, I mean, I do plan on seeing it eventually. Yeah. And I, I, I am interested if it's going to be released in the Philippines. I think it should. And it, it, it would does, be nice. It would be nice to see. Ask if if anybody's watched it in the Philippines just to know what they thought of it. Is it because yeah. one of the things is that especially people who's never been in the United States and never grew up in the United States, what they think of. Filipinos living in the United States who grew up in yeah. the United States. It's always been a mystery to me how they how they feel about that, you know? Yeah. But but yeah. So there's the show. Alright. So for next time, we're gonna talk about um something yeah, more we're, tasty. We're, yeah, we're something a little bit more tasty, a little bit more non-political. I don't like talking <laughs> about politics. No one does really because you know, it's, it's a very touchy subject. It's a touchy subject, and I try to stay as neutral as possible. I try to understand, you know, what 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 goes behind it. But sometimes it's just one of those things that we just can't avoid, just like today. So next week we will talk about something a lot more tasty, right? Yes. Talking about the Filipino food that's bringing out here in the United States and how it all got started. There's a great documentary on hulu called ulam um i watched it i actually bumped into it and i told pam you gotta watch this because holy crap this is up our alley (laughs) (laughs) yes as as a filipino american and a foodie yep so so we will talk about next time um if you want to get a hold of me or telling me how wrong i am or how right i am whatever i always like that conversation you can email us at hollowhollowhangouts at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can catch me at TCDZ1 on Twitter or DIY Edwin. Um, one thing that some Filipinos are really um, enjoying is aquarium fish keeping. And I was posting a couple pictures of my new setup 
in my house because I completely redid it. And that's DIY Edwin on that's Instagram. That's DIY Edwin. So you can check that out. Pam, where can they reach you? <laughs> if you can send all critiques to me directly at, uh, via <laughs> Twitter at PandacatDragon1. I'm also on Instagram, also under PandacatDragon. Um, I am also behind the Facebook page of Legend Creators. Uh, we also have another podcast through there for the, the more of the geeky kind. Yep. Uh, if you if you want to check that out, it's called Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Yep. You could reach me out through that Facebook page, Legend Creators. You could also ha- uh, t- get hold of us on the Legend Creators website, yes. legendcreators.com. Yep. So make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, subscribe, smash that All like button, that ring that social bell. Social media stuff. We are not news. <laughs> yeah, we're not news. We, we're not news. Yeah, we don't more, take us any news. Just an opinion. Yes, it's a it's talk. Completely so. commentary. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Mabuhai. Mabuhai.